Welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime, powered by Tennessee Tickets. I'm your host, Buck Rising, proud, as always, to be presented to you as I reach for my billboard by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. The website is GaryAshton.com, your dream address without the stress. Sell your home for more at GaryAshton.com, the official realtor of all of your favorite sports teams. Tame the Beast reminds you to groom boldly. They present the Beast of the Week here on a Monday night. They also invite you to save a ton of money with the promo code AZ50 at GetBeast.com. Be a beast, groom boldly, and tame the beast. Houston says, with everything going on in the world, how can you talk about sports at this moment? Well, Houston, uh, you clearly ignored the fact that I was the first one to spend any time on this yesterday, uh, the first one out of the sports world opportunities here interrupting your regularly scheduled programming. So you're speaking from a point of ignorance. If you had any perspective whatsoever, you would see that I have been speaking about this particular subject very much. In fact, there is a whole 615 Sessions podcast that will be available to you tomorrow in your feeds on all of the things going on in this country. And because I spent an entire show doing it last night, I felt that it might be overkill to hit you guys over the head with it again and again and again. So I thought we'd take a break, and I thought we'd talk about it within the context of college football. But Houston, if you are going to lack perspective in the middle of the show, as we are getting things going, as we are starting to just try and give you some kind of break from the bleakness that is the news, then I invite you to take your viewership elsewhere. Because i got no time for you, Houston. And I don't need somebody coming in here talking about something that they clearly have no idea about. But the rest of you, you can stick around and we can talk about some college football. Brymac Mechanical, Brymac.com, B-R-Y-M-A-K, is where you go for custom HVAC for your commercial business or your residence. The fine folks at Brymac Mechanical will get you taken care of. Chris Hamby and their team at Brymac.com, B-R-Y-M-A-K. That's Brymac.com. Let's talk about the Tennessee Volunteers, and the question that I'm presenting to you, the thing we're going to talk about tonight is the stance that they took on everything going on in our world, how it's going to help them in two specific ways, a very simple statement put out by Philip Fulmer and the athletic department, the 15 head coaches at the University of Tennessee. This, This is going to help them in two specific ways, but first, I want to talk about this Newer approach. This is a newer approach. It may not be completely new age, but it is new to the University of Tennessee from my perspective. Based on what we witnessed through the last two eras of Tennessee head football coaches, but the last couple eras of Tennessee football head coaches between Derek Dooley and Lane Kiffin and Butch uh, Brick by Brick Jones, we are now in a new age of Tennessee football, and I think it represents a new approach on all things societal. What I want to know from you guys is what separates the Vols' new approach from the rest of the SEC. Here on A to Z Sports Primetime, powered by Tennessee Tickets, let me know in the comment section. We're going to address a story from the University of Tennessee momentarily, rather a statement that was made by the University of Tennessee that explains this new approach that I'm referencing, but I want to hear from you guys. What about the Vols' approach separates them from the rest of the SEC? Let us know in the comment section, and we will get to your commentary here in just a second. But first, let's address the statement that Tennessee put out on Sunday. This from the unified statement from the Tennessee Athletics Leadership 
Philip Fulmer on the letterhead of this particular statement. With regards to everything going on between the murder of George Floyd, between the injustice that's being protested by much of our country as to uh, police brutality against African Americans and minorities across the country, against uh, basically the militarization that our country seems to be employing in how they are controlling protests and helping to turn them into riots. The University of Tennessee has presented a unified front. And this is what this statement says. I'm not going to read the entire thing to you because it is very long, but I will read you the core message that they are trying to get across. Jeremy Pruitt, Philip Fulmer, all of the coaches at the University of Tennessee, from Kelly Harper, the women's basketball coach, to the Lady Vols on down, this is the bulk of what you need to understand about what the University of Tennessee, what kind of message that is being sent. As Tennessee head coaches, we are now calling on anyone who is a fan of the Vols and the Lady Vols to meet and expect a standard in our daily walk. Let us refuse to accept or tolerate the unjust treatment of our black neighbors. Let us challenge those who attempt to justify, dismiss, ignore, or explain away mistreatment of blacks or any other person of color. Let us meet this standard head on, out loud, and outside our homes. Demand action that leads to change. Demand progress. This is a basic human principle that among some seems to have become as endangered as basic human rights for blacks in our communities. This is a statement from the University of Tennessee, from Philip Fulmer, from Jeremy Pruitt, from Kelly Harper, and the 13 other head coaches of all the sports that are under the University of Tennessee's athletic department umbrella. They are telling you what is wrong. They are telling you what they believe to be morally wrong in all of this, and they are taking a unified approach. And we will discuss how this helps them in just a second, these two specific ways that this helps them, outside of it being the morally right thing to do here in just a second. But I want to know from you guys in the comments section, what separates the Vols' new approach from the rest of the SEC? We'll get to those comments here in a moment, right after I remind you about our friends at Brymac Mechanical. The website is brymacbrymac.com. Three locations in Middle Tennessee and Southern Kentucky for your HVAC needs. Your satisfaction is guaranteed on it. They do commercial business. They do residential as well. The team at Brymac, Chris Hamby, and all the fine folks out there at their main location in Clarksville, they will get you covered. So check them out at brymacbrymac.com for your satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. I've just read you the statement from the University of Tennessee. I've just read you the statement from Philip Fulmer and all of the head coaches within the Tennessee Athletic Department. I want to know what you guys feel, how this gives them a leg up on the rest of the SEC, because now we're talking about very easy statements to make. It's very easy to come out. Again, the bar is very low for these public statements. And I'm not by any way, by in any way, shape, or form diminishing the University of Tennessee's statements, but it does help them in, one, in two specific ways that we're going to address. Jacob says, I said it's a great day to be a Tennessee Fall. Trevor Thomas said, just got in here, what's the Vols approach? We're talking about the unified front that they have taken in their statement on police brutality against Af- the African American community, the reason that the country is losing its mind currently in the middle of racial protests turning into racial riots 
This is the situation that we find ourselves in. And the University of Tennessee has come out very, very strongly. And it does help them in two specific ways that I'm going to tell you about right now. First and foremost, it's just so unbelievably simple in that it's the awareness that it takes for the University of Tennessee to address this problem at all. I had mentioned that the Tennessee Titans had not made a statement on this particular issue going on in Nashville specifically. In the country as a whole, Nashville continues to be under curfew in this city based on the riots, the protests turned riots that took place Saturday, based on the feelings of unrest that are still very much making reverberations through our communities. This is, a, this is something that should be expected of all public-facing figures to be able to take a stance on the morality of a situation that is very, very deeply problematic. And the University of Tennessee has done so. And it shows an awareness that not every college football program and not every college uh, football or college basketball or college baseball or women's basketball, not, not every college entity, not these people who are supposed to be leaders of young men and young women, these people who should be out here telling you how they're going to help you keep your children safe when they're trying to recruit them to their athletic programs, the University of Tennessee has had the awareness to get out there and make a statement and not sit in silence when silence speaks so much louder than the actual statement does. What it says to not acknowledge the issues going on is, is to condone them, is to send terrible messages to the young men and women of color who are being recruited to your universities in the way that many of them are hurting so much right now. And so to say, listen, we are with you. We are unified in this front in a way that so many in this country have, but the ones who have not, that speaks the loudest. The University of Tennessee has done something so simple as showing awareness in a way that I think substantially helps them in front of other programs who have stood silent. I saw Nick Saban at the University of Alabama made a statement today. Jeff Sawyer says, go Big Orange. Jacob Kime says it sends a message to recruits and their families. Of course. How can you sit there in good consciousness with a straight face and tell parents of these young athletes, these young men, men, men and women who you are asking to come and spend their time and their talents for your university, for you who is paid to do a job, very highly paid in the case of a lot of head coaches in college athletics, specifically football and basketball. But when you look at this statement, all it does is say, listen, we are here with you. We are going to make sure that we are doing the things that you are asking us to do, which first and foremost is simply to listen. Secondarily, though, it helps with the athletes of this particular generation because they are the most vocal about what is going on in our society. The University of Tennessee has taken very, very careful steps to make sure that they showcase the athletes and the platform that they have available to them. The University of Tennessee has pivoted for these athletes. Why they're doing so well in recruiting is that the brand of Tennessee is going to help elevate your personal brand in college football. We want you to be we want you to be comfortable speaking your mind on issues that we have taken the care to make sure that you are educated on. I heard uh, Candace Story Lee, the athletic director for Vanderbilt, speaking on this very subject. I believe on Friday on the Paul Feinbaum show, talking about we want to encourage, we want to equip 
our student athletes, our young men and women to speak on this intelligently and to speak on this with the facts at their disposal in making this argument. And Tennessee is supporting this among their athletes in a time when it is so important to support athletes in this particular cause, especially with what collegiate athletes are asked to do for no compensation until name, image, and likeness rules are passed under the NCAA. But I want to know how this gives them an advantage, a specific advantage, among their competition in the SEC. David Victory says, an awareness along with leadership university-wide. Lewis Chesney just says, anchor down, out here trolling you Vols fans. I think that it gives them a very, very specific advantage. And I think it is simply the awareness that they are showing in making this statement and presenting a unified front, making sure each of their head coaches, each of the 15 head coaches under the University of Tennessee Athletic Department is unified in this statement. And Philip Fulmer has done an excellent job making sure that that message is crisp, concise, and clear and to the point. They are here to support the student-athletes and their families, those who feel that they have been done injustice time and time again. That is what the University of Tennessee is doing. I want to move on, though, to a conversation more about football because there was football news for Tennessee over the weekend in the idea that Tim Jordan, the running back for the Vols, number nine on your screen there in front of you, Tim Jordan got into some legal trouble in Florida. We will discuss that here coming up. I'm going to ask you guys, scale of one to ten, what is your confidence level in the Vols running back depth? That's the question for you guys here on Facebook Live and on Periscope. Scale of 1 to 10, knowing what the Vols running back depth looks like, what is your confidence level in that particular position group? Should Tim Jordan, who is the concisest running back, number 2, in relief of Ty Chandler, I think we can all say definitively, what is your confidence level in this Vols running back group? Because they're going to be relied upon very heavily this season assuming that this offensive line is all that it's cracked up to be, and they seem to have a lot of guys who can run block really, 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 really well. One of the best offensive lines, one of the best returning offensive lines in all of college football, the Tennessee Vols. The running backs are going to factor in in a big way. You're going to hear from Trey Smith in a moment. I want to know from you guys, scale of 1 to 10, what is your confidence level in the Vols running back depth here on A to Z Sports primetime powered by Tennessee Tickets. While you guys give your... Answers there in the comment section. I'm going to tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Your dream address without the stress at the GaryAshton.com. The Ashton team, the only people that I would trust in my home buying or selling endeavors because they are for Nashville. They are here in Nashville. They are here to support the local community at GaryAshton.com. A lot of people looking to sell their home right now, to liquefy some assets, sell your home for more with the Ashton team. Head to GaryAshton.com, the official realtor of the Titans, Preds, Nashville SC, Topgolf, and of your boy here on A to Z Sports Primetime, the main man, Gary Ashton. What is your confidence level in the Vols running back depth given the Tim Jordan arrest? We're going to talk about that here on A to Z Sports Primetime, powered by Tennessee Tickets. Want to know from you guys how you feel about it. Before we do that, though, and before you hear from Trey Smith on Tim Jordan, who was arrested this weekend, I want to read this comment from Trevor Thomas on our last subject. People need to realize that everybody is different. Racism is sick, 
and it is horrible to judge somebody or put them in a group just because of the color of their skin. Racism will never go away, but as a nation, we can make this a better place, and it starts with the citizens, with us as citizens, realizing that there is a problem and trying to fix it. Very well said by Trevor Thomas in the comments section on Facebook. Jacob Keim says it also gets out in front of players making their own statements in the silences uh, in terms of the uh, unified front that the University of Tennessee is presenting, and that is a big factor as well. That's good PR, no doubt. Jacob adds that his confidence level in the Vols running back room is an 8. I learned from Buck that running back is replaceable, so 7, says Ethan Ramsey. Lewis Chesney with a 6.9. Very nice, Lewis. In the comments section, what is your confidence level in the Vols running back depth given the arrest of Tim Jordan this weekend? So, to recap the situation with Tim Jordan, he was arrested in Florida over the weekend on Sunday, it appears, excuse me, on Saturday night, Tim Jordan was arrested. He is facing one count each of carrying a concealed firearm, possession of drug paraphernalia, and possession of marijuana. The firearm charge is a third-degree felony. The other two are misdemeanors. This is Tim Jordan, uh, as reported by the Knoxville News Sentinel. Quote, the officer stopped the vehicle and reported smelling a strong odor of cam- cannabis emanating from inside. Jordan, 20, was behind the wheel and a 17-year-old male was in the passenger seat. Both seemed extremely nervous, the warrant reads. I mean, who, who, who among us would not be? Jordan told the officers he was carrying a gun in his back pocket without a concealed carry permit. According to, according to the warrant, the handgun, a Ruger LCP pistol, was found in the back pocket, loaded and unholstered. Inside the vehicle, detectives reported finding a small bag containing about 9.25 grams of marijuana as well as a scale and small, several small plastic bags. So you can then assume intent to sell based on, well, maybe you can't assume uh, in legalese. But they, he is facing a third-degree felony and two other misdemeanors. So there's a, there in all reality is a, is, uh, is a good chance Tim Jordan not going to be available whenever it is that the Vols return. June 8th, uh, we will see them back this week, or excuse me, next week, when SEC athletes return to campus for the first time since COVID-19 shut everything down. Scale of 1 to 10 in the comments section on Facebook Live and on Periscope. What is your confidence level in the Vols running back depth? That is the question that we are asking you here on the show. David Victory says 7. Depth is better at running back. Cody King is at an 8. He's feeling good about what the Vols boast in the backfield. 7. We have always had some talent at running back, and that is very so. Remember, Tim Jordan is the running back too, by consensus. He is the relief guy for Ty Chandler, who serves as the more versatile option between these two running backs. Now, Tim Jordan is an incredibly difficult player to bring down in the open field. He's great at breaking tackles, and what you are missing out in without Tim Jordan on the field, hypothetically, is the ability to break tackles. He's better than anybody not named Juwan Jennings at doing so. And, of course, Juwan Jennings no longer on the roster. This was Trey Smith speaking to WATE on Tim Jordan's ability to break tackles and what it does, what the kind of momentum that it gives the offense for the Tennessee Volunteers. It fires me up, but it also inspires me to get better. You know, there are a lot of times I need to be more violent. I need to finish more. And uh, seeing Tim, you know, throw that arm, that extra step at the end, man, fires me up. That tells me, hey, man, I need to do my job better to go fight for a guy like that. Because one guy's not going to tackle Tim. He'll take at least two. And that's if you're lucky. He's going to keep on fighting. I need to keep on fighting and do my job to get him free. 
That's Trey Smith speaking to the toughness, the energy that Tim Jordan provides on the football field. Tim Jordan dealing with an arrest this weekend in Florida, facing uh, a third-degree felony and two other misdemeanors for a gun charge, a conce- carrying a concealed firearm, possession of drug paraphernalia, and possession of marijuana. Now, for me, I find the running back position to be particularly replaceable, which is why I'm sitting at about a seven. Now, I recognize that Tim Jordan has special, has unique abilities, but I think that you can find that in a pretty crowded Vols running back room. We mentioned Ty Chandler, uh, Montgomery Bell's own Ty Chandler, for his uh, for his uh, projections as running back one. You also have Eric Gray. You have Phil Zami, uh Carlin Phil Zami, Jabari Small on the roster. The Vols have pretty good depth at running back between their uh, between the top options. That boy was serving, says Tribe Called Quez. Yes, he was. He was tossing people around left and right. And that is not a that is not a skill set, asked Derrick Henry, that can be undervalued in the NFL. Jawan Jennings, a great example of that. Somebody who plays the position like a running back, who excite who is excited for contact because that he knows that he plays a physical style of football, that contact will benefit him. He knows that he's big enough to break these tackles and that you should not go low or excuse me, that go high on Tim Jordan. But may in the event that he is not available I'm sitting at here about a seven. I think that he does provide things to the offense. I think that the running backs are going to be relied more heavily upon this year than in any other year under Jeremy Pruitt. I think we're going to see a lot like what Georgia used to do under, uh, under oh, I'm blanking on the offensive coordinator's name for the Tennessee Volunteers. Under Jim Chaney, how Georgia made Jake Fromm look so efficient using the two running backs and a high-powered mean, nasty, road-grading offensive line, which the Tennessee Volunteers now boast, I think that will be the approach this year under Jim Chaney, and I think that the running back position is going to matter a great deal for the Vols in 2020. Want to get to more of your comments here on Facebook Live and on Periscope before we move on. Dom Odell says, best O-line in the SEC. We good regardless. Max Duggar says, go Big Orange. Excited for our offensive line to clear some paths for our young running back depth says Cody King. Yes, we are still awaiting the clearance of Cade Mays, the Georgia transfer, for his immediate eligibility. But even if he does not get cleared immediately, which for all intents and purposes, the reporting on it is that he should be cleared immediately to be eligible this season to play for the Vols after transferring from Georgia. Vols still set up pretty well with some offensive line depth this year. They have one of the better ones returning in college football. Let's move on to the beast of the week. The Tame the Beast Beast of the Week. I want you guys in the comments section to give me your Beasts of the Week here on Facebook Live and on Periscope on A to Z Sports. Primetime, powered by Tennessee Tickets. Who was a beast this week across the across the sports hemisphere, across society? There are a lot of beasts in society this week. A lot of people uh, helping to do, do their part to heal the deep divisions that we face in this country right now. So you can nominate whomever you would like for this week's Tame the Beast, Beast of the Week. I will give you my nominee momentarily. You will see my nominee, the video courtesy of the Pat McAfee Show, so you know that's going to be good. Although, on the front end, just no little language. All good, though. Your Tame the Beast, Beast of the Week. While you do that, I will tell you about our fine friends at Tame the Beast, who remind you, as always, to wash your hands thoroughly and effectively. Soap bricks, hand wash, yap hand wash, 
with exfoliating, uh, exfoliating features that get under your fingernails to help make sure that you are staying germ-free in the time of the Rona. Head to GetBeast.com. Our friends at Tame the Beast, they will give you 50% off your online order with the promo code AZ50. Saves you a bunch of cash. My hard hair clay just came in today. You will tell the difference between my hair tonight and my hair tomorrow when I'm looking sharp, courtesy of our friends at GetBeast.com. Promo code AZ50. Save yourself some cold, hard cash. 50% off with that promo code courtesy of our friends at Tame the Beast, who remind you, as always, to groom boldly. Who was bold this weekend? Who was a beast of the week for you on A to Z Sports Primetime here on a Monday night? There was one for me that ran away with it because there was a lot of bad this weekend. There was a lot of good this weekend. There was a lot more bad that was publicized this weekend and a lot of rioting and a lot of looting and a lot of destruction that was being promoted this weekend are being featured very heavily on the news. We are not at for any in any way, shape, or form condoning any of that. We are not condoning violence towards any party whatsoever. But J.R. Smith did something absolutely hilarious this weekend. J.R. Smith in Los Angeles, in the midst of George uh, George Floyd inspired protests uh, against. Uh, protests and demonstrations against police brutality, against the African-American community. There was rioting going on in J.R. Smith, the former, uh, the former champion Cleveland Cavalier, the man uh, who, <laughs> who would like to, who would slide into people's DMs and ask, would you like to, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to botch the line, so I'm not even going to say it. J.R. Smith, one of the most memeable people of all time, though. And J.R. Smith was in a, lived in an area of town of Los Angeles, lives in an area of town in Los Angeles that was experiencing a little bit of rioting. And somebody felt it necessary to smash the window out in J.R. Smith's car in the midst of all the rioting. So J.R. Smith beat the holy hell out of the person who smashed the window in in his car, and then he joined Pat McAfee on the Pat McAfee show to share his uh, his experience of handling said rioters in J.R. Smith's own special way. I cut the news on. I'm like, what? I cut the news on. And I take the headphones off, and I hear four helicopters surrounding my house. So I don't really, like, I didn't turn the news on yet that, that, that day, so I didn't really know what was going on. So I cut the news on, and this shit is going on at the corner of my house, like literally on the corner. So I get out, walk down, uh, protest with some of the people, I, I, I hand out waters and take pictures and stuff. I got some dope-ass footage. And it was just like... It was so much. It was so much love, and every it, it seemed like so so many people were unified at the time. And then you know you get to the scenes where you see people burning cars down, breaking in uh, breaking in stores and shit. And it's just like, bro, like I'm not for this. Like this is not what it's about. This is not what it's for. Like for more than anything, when when they when people see this uh, on TV, when they see uh, people turning stuff over, knocking sh- like breaking shit, it's not going to give us a good light after this going forward. So it's not, it's not in my eyes, not helping the situation. Now you want to peacefully protest a hundred percent. We we can do that all day. But once you get to vandalizing people's personal property that has nothing to do with nothing, like, and, and a hundred percent, honestly, I'm the only black guy on my block. I'm the only black person on this, on this corner. So for you to randomly just thinking you're doing something for the people, 
the one per, that one black person who was able to get out the, the situation and move into a nice neighborhood and do all of those things that we aspire to do you broke that person's window without even knowing so it's it's like you people are consist, consistently doing stuff when you don't even know what you're doing it for or why you're doing it. you out of all the people a hundred percent now granted if he would have seen me and seen somebody outside the car or outside the house or whatever do i think he would have broke it absolutely not it was just a random act of stupidness and i give him that but that ass whooping was a random act of stupidness on my behalf <laughs> <laughs> J.R. Smith is this week's Tame the Beast Beast of the Week for handling his business, for handling a protester turned rioter that felt it necessary to smash out J.R. Smith's window in the midst of all of the craziness that is happening happening across the country and particularly in J.R. Smith's neighborhood in Los Angeles. J.R. beating some ass gets this week's Tame the Beast Beast of the Week. Cody King asking you guys, as always, as, as we do every Monday night, our GetBeast.com, our Tame the Beast, Beast of the Week. Who would you like to nominate? Please let us know in the comments section. Cody King says, John Jones, John Bones Jones, the UFC GOAT, putting out a statement today advocating for peace amidst the violence. I thought that was very good of John Jones today, given John Jones's background. My Beast of the Week says, Trevor is my little brother. He has baseball tryouts on Thursday, and he's been slacking on working on the field with this coronavirus, but Saturday and today, he's been working on the field for about 10 hours, and I think he's ready to go. Hammond America says, will J.R. Smith get arrested for battery? Uh, I hope not. Buck Rising in the MF and House says, OG Will Aiken. Good to see OG in the building. Buck is the beast of the week, says Ethan, bringing all the smoke these past few days and speaking the truth. I Listen, I appreciate you guys being willing to have the conversations with me. That's why you guys are the best. Tyler Reddick, says Lewis Chesney, our beast partner, number eight. Yep, a win is coming soon. The uh, number eight car for Richard Childress Racing. You will see the Tame the Beast logo on it. Tyler Reddick out there repping for the brand. JR whooping some ass, says David Victory. Always a good sign to see JR Smith out there in uh, out in the open. Does Pat ever wear sleeves, says Ethan Ramsey. Absolutely not. Jack Zach Goodman says JR Smith needs a podcast, and I would absolutely agree with that notion here on a Monday night on A to Z Sports Primetime, powered by Tennessee Tickets. We have some important announcements before we wrap things up here. Big announcement, as a matter of fact. Something that is very near and dear to my heart that I am ready to share with you guys because it's the end of the show. So you want to stick around? We're going to make a network announcement here on the A to Z Sports streaming digital network. A lot of you guys know that we have a lot of options, a lot of podcast options, because we got a lot of talent here at the A to Z Sports Network. We've been growing fast over the past uh, four years since Austin and Zach started the company, but certainly in this past year and a half that I've been on board and we've added a lot of new people to the mix in terms of providing you guys content. And so now what's going to happen is there's going to be a new A to Z Sports Podcast Network Feed. Instead of sending you to a different place to get my podcast, as I was for the Big Orange podcast, the Tighten Up podcast, and Alex Doherty's Preds Nashcast, it's all going to be there for you in one feed. We're going to consolidate what is currently the 615 Sessions feed into the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. Monday, you will get the Big Orange podcast. Tuesdays and Thursdays, you'll still get me. 
Wednesdays, it's the Tighten Up podcast with Austin Huff and Jack Gentry. And then Fridays, when hockey things are going on, Alex will have you covered on the Preds Nashcast. It's going to be a five-day-a-week, mostly four-day-a-week, but four- to five-day-a-week podcast feed for you guys to get a lot of different voices in a way that we have worked very hard to make sure that we've cultivated correctly for you guys in that podcast feed. So search out the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. Throw it a subscription. You'll hear me tomorrow in a great podcast, by the way. Not just me. It's not a great podcast because of me at all. But I'm really proud of the 615 sessions that we did, that we taped today, that you'll hear tomorrow when the podcast drops at midnight central time. Kari Blossingame, the Titans fullback. Teron Davenport of ESPN.com. Steve Cavendish from the Nashville Banner. We had a podcast about all of the things that are going on in Nashville Kari and Tehran spoke very, very well on the issues that are facing our country, and in particular, the, the issues that the African-American community is voicing so loudly and in so much pain. We had a great conversation about that. Cavendish helped expand on how the media covered this particular event and how it works within our sports realm. And then I spent five good minutes that we do every Tuesday and Thursday on the podcast just some final thoughts for you guys on what it means to me that we're doing this, uh, this content changeup because it means a lot to me. A lot, you guys mean a lot to me, and that is something that has been a very, very big part of what I love to do here at A to Z Sports, and so I'm happy to see it growing in the way that it is. So I hope you'll throw us a, a subscription. I hope you'll leave five stars in the ratings and reviews section, and I look forward to you guys experiencing a lot of great content from a lot of different voices in that podcast feed. So make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. Support the people that support this show on the way out the door. That's GaryAshton.com, Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com for HVAC services, and our friends at Tame the Beast who remind you, as always, to groom boldly. I am going to get out of here, and I'm going to try and take a, take a deep breath And take a step back on this Monday night. I'm sure many of you feel the same way. Look for that podcast to come in the morning. Catch Austin and Zach tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Central Time. But until tomorrow night, when I see you guys next, peace and love.